0: Good evening, a wool gathers, and welcome to episode one hundred and sixty four of Wanderings and Wool Gathering. On tonight's episode, we are hitting the Wayback Machine, and we are going back to January 1994, and we're going to pick out some of our favorite albums that were released that month and some of our favorite songs. We are also going to play the theme song game, where we pick some of our favorite characters from a show, uh, a movie, series, whatever it might be, and we give them theme songs that they did not have. We're not talking about scores. Of course, that's part of a big movie theatrical release. We're not doing that. We're just giving them theme songs that we think fit the character. If you like what you see in here tonight, subscribe and leave a comment. Feel free to share with your friends. Special thanks to our sponsor, the Kokomo Lantern, a journalistic endeavor focused upon the simple principles of illuminating the good and eliminating the shadows in our local community. Head over to kokomolantern.substack.com to sign up for all that tasty content. I'm your host, Foggy, and joining me tonight, as always, is none other than Metalhead Monday. Step inside into his mind. It's boy band time. It's Metalhead Monday. And look, as if by magic he appears. Doff my cap to you. <laughs> He's doffing. I have been doffed. <laughs> <laughs> Love it.
1: How goes it? It goes. Goes well. Yeah, we're having all kinds of fun in this awesome weather. Found some roof damage that's going to be just ridiculous to fix, and (laughs) our car won't start. Woohoo! Whoop whoop.
0: Is that just a battery issue?
1: I don't know, man. I will figure it out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I saw your roof and it looked like it was waving to people in the wind. It was just
1: (laughs) that's not even the half of it, man. I got up there and took a video, and it's just a mess. It's it's a rubber roof and like some at some point some water got in there which caused just all kinds of Mm -hmm. chaos and it's a mess so that's probably going to be nice and expensive but hey you know we've been here for i don't know maybe 11 or 12 years now so you know (laughs) if we've gone this long
0: i got you yeah it's just never fun yeah never so well, hopefully, you know, go with the metal roof, never have to do it again. You can live I there forever.
1: I, I'm hoping. Yeah. I don't but see that's like, yeah. So the back half of our house was an addition at some point, and they put like a um, an almost flat, it's just very slightly pitched mm-hmm. rubber roof yep. on it. Ugh.
0: I know. Been. Yeah. Just enough to run the water off, right? Yep. Very good. Very good times. Good, good times. Yeah. <laughs> um tonight we got an easy challenge you know what i was just thinking and i think we're going to bring it back the um challenge inspired by lester banks we haven't had one for a while and yeah um i need to challenge you some more so i think next week you can count on it everybody first thing we're going to do is we're going to challenge mr Muddy. hopefully tea bags. we'll see to uh lester bank's challenge cool so yeah i, I love looking those up it's a lot of fun because i usually learn something as i'm putting it together so
1: yeah, I think I sent you guys all a link to... There was something I was listening to and they just like started talking about a ton about Lester Bangs. And I was like, hey, I know that guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it was in the news recently. Something, I can't remember what it was, but um, hey, I saw this and it kind of cracked me up. It was on, uh, oh, what account is it? Uh, it's one of those on Instagram that I follow. But um, it was, uh, we had reviewed Sangui Sugabog yes oh I my started, gosh Yeah. conflict with some other guy and band yeah, over MGK's uh, new guitar Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> uh,
1: it's Ronnie Ratke who yes. is a singer for a band that I know who it is but I can't, I can't remember the name of the band but yeah he's he is very vocal he has uh, I think he was recently feuding with like Alex the Terrible or something yes. from, from you know yeah, so I uh, it's that guy. He he runs his mouth a lot. I don't, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know a ton about him, but he's very vocal and opinionated.
0: It's We Are the Pit is the the account, and they usually have some interesting stories. They p- compile stuff and put them on there, and you can mm-hmm. check out the stories. But I just it cracked me up the drama that was yeah. involved with in this over MGK's guitar. So it yeah. looks like a razor blade. Okay.
1: I saw somebody, uh, Josh Toomey, who does the Talk To Me podcast. Mm-hmm. He posted something about it, and he was like, "If you're gonna like start internet beef with like the funniest band on the internet, which is he says is Sanguisugarbog, he's mm-hmm. like, you better bring it."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, that was funny. I just hadn't heard much of of them. In right in quite a while so yeah kind of, that's how i heard about him again which is- yeah all right do you want to um do our uh, which one do you want to do first you want to look back in 1994 you want to do the uh, theme songs um, i
1: think we should do the theme song challenge i like doing the challenges up front i usually you know get okay. into a little bit of fun
0: absolutely um okay I, i'm kind of curious uh, we did not tell each other which nope. property we were choosing we just yep. decided we were going to run with something and uh so, I'm kind of curious. I'm going to make a list. I want to post it when we're done over the theme songs and characters that we chose.
1: The only hint that I gave you was really no hint at all. I said mine was just going to be fun and silly, and yeah. it is 100%. <laughs> so,
0: it's uh, Scooby Doo. Okay, let's go.
1: Uh, no, it Damn. could be. I, I could have done Mystery Inc., but uh, yeah. Really? Like Island. No. Nope.
0: Oh. Close. Close, really? Not really. <laughs> no. All right. Well. Okay, this, this is a TV show got this shirt a shirt is wandering shirt just keeps getting in my way mm-hmm. i can't give this thing away hmm. maybe someday
1: i bought some shirts i'm gonna have to have you make some more whoop, whoop.
0: all right well i chose <laughs> i started getting into this i'm like there's the character i got one two three four five Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I was like up to twelve or something. It was just getting stupid. But there's That's like fun. a million characters, so uh, I'll, I'll go through mine fairly quickly. Okay, all right. So do we want to go back and forth? Um.
1: E- well, I have five and an honorable mention. So very good.
0: All right. First <laughs> of all, what's your property? Let's go. I went with Masters of the
1: Universe. Yes.
0: Some good old He-Man. <laughs> You know what? I almost started thinking that you were gonna do something from the Interjon because that was such a big oh deal yeah of cruising again. Yeah.
1: So same time period. Um I just uh I recently um just stumbled on some deals on some like I don't even know what to call them, some like newer versions of some of the Motu toys, and I grabbed mm-hmm. a couple. And I'm in a group on Facebook that they post like so much crap every day. So I see it constantly, just these people's giant collections. And it was just on my mind. And as soon as you issued the challenge, I'm like, I'm going to do He-Man.
0: So. (laughs) Very good. All right. So um, who is Prince Adam? What's his song?
1: Uh, I didn't do Prince Adam.
0: You just did He-Man himself. I did
1: He-Man. But um, yeah, I'll start with my honorable mention. Um, oh. I went with uh Scareglow, <laughs> who if you don't know what he looks like, you should definitely look him up. I'll say that for all of these. So I'll just throw okay. that out. But uh, for Scareglow, I went with Dead Man's Party from Oingo Boingo.
0: Yes. Great song.
1: <laughs> it is an awesome song.
0: So did you go for feel or did you actually look at lyrics and think how the lyrics would fit in as well?
1: A bit of both there uh some of them it's just like either the song title or the chorus kind of you know like mm-hmm. gave the feel of what i was going for but yeah kind of, a bit of both mostly <laughs> several of them i just went for like the joke of the chorus so like <laughs> yeah gotcha.
0: no and that works too cuz sure. when you do a theme song you just play that snippet when they're coming into the scene yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. and it hits hard that way Yep. Which is perfect. So Okay. Um, Well, mine, I chose... i give you a little clue. Oh, it's on this side. Sorry. <laughs> it looks backwards in there. <laughs> so I went with... I Naruto. wondered. I wondered. Yeah. So I got the Akatsuki hat on. Um, and so <laughs> I didn't really do a character. I just did the entire Ata- Akatsuki. And I just went with Welcome to the Terror Dome uh, from Public Enemy. Okay. Because they're, they're the... Uh, the bad guys of naruto it's an gotcha. entire team of people working together and um, their symbol is the cloud so that is what i went with my first one i was thinking about this because i listen at work i put a lot of music on in the background and try mm-hmm. not to have a lot of lyric music because it's right. distracting, you know yeah and so i find all these lo-fi's and things and uh, sad songs it's interesting because you know, as well as I do, when you have a score to a movie, it's not supposed to stand out, right? It's supposed to kind of be, right. like, you're supposed to look, to see what's going on, and that music gives you feeling and energy or whatever that it might be calling for in the scene. Yeah. But then when you listen to it without the movie, it's a, you know it's done a great job when you you loved it when you watched the show, and then when you're listening to it without that and you're going right back to those scenes and it hits you the same way, you know you got a pretty good score, and that's the way I feel about uh, Naruto right. as a show in general. So just a little commentary on the score before we get back to business. All right. Who's your second?
1: Uh, I'm going to go from the bottom up, I think. Uh, so my number five, I went with the awesome villain called stink core <laughs> who I don't know. I mean, I remember the action figure. He actually smelled like that was his thing. Like he looks kind of <laughs> like a skunk man, but right. he had like a certain smell to him. Stinkor. So of course you have to go with the Leonard Skinner classic, that smell. Ooh, ew, that, oh. Can't just that smell. smell. That Can't you is... smell that smell? It's the smell that surrounds you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so good. Um, okay. I'm going with, and I, I went Ahead and got all the uh, pops out because I don't think you know who the characters are, so I have no idea. <laughs> Here's one of the many Naruto's that I mm-hmm. have, yeah. And um, so of course, he's the main character, he has an unbridled passion for achievement, he wants to be the Hokage, he's got the best spirit ever, he inspires everybody. And so, um, I was gonna go with an all rush theme and do all rush songs, and I <laughs> thought, nah, I got a couple in, but anyway bravado would have been the one for that one but i went with don't stop believing from journey nice um and his tagline a lot of the time is believe it when he says something he finishes with believe it and you know it's gonna happen so gotcha yep
1: that works oh yeah okay
0: um my number
1: four is uh man at arms mm-hmm. the, the the weaponer of king randor's kingdom uh have to go with the Edwin Star smash hit War. Huh. What is it good, good God, for? Y'all. Good God, y'all. What is it good for?
0: Oh, I love it. I can picture it. Because he's, what... you know,
1: he is a warrior. He is the man at arms. He's the armorer, the weaponer. But does he want to be fighting all the time? Not really.
0: He's also a father. What would his song be for the father side of him?
1: I don't know. I didn't go that far. <laughs>
0: Monday. I stumped him. Write it down, everybody. January fourteenth, Monday is stumped. If you give me a minute, I could probably <laughs> come up with something. But you get the, the rest of the show, and that's it. Yeah. All right. Uh, my next one is the pile over here. Sakura, and um, I chose the enemy, th- the enemy within from Rush, because she is uh, has a lot of self doubt. And holds her back most of the show. She's the character on the show that everybody says is worthless because she just dotes over somebody most of the time. But that is not true, and uh, she develops as the show goes on at 700 episodes. So I think at some point (laughs) you get some development. Hopefully, there's some
1: character development.
0: (laughs) Yeah, ask the character she saves, and then you'll know. You know. All right. So there you go. Sakura.
1: Sakura, by the way, is a pretty good restaurant here in (laughs) Kokomo.
0: Indeed. All right. Who you got next?
1: Uh, my number three is the Sorceress Evil Lynn. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's really no other choice. Witchy Woman from
0: Eagles. <laughs> ooh, yeah, I like it.
1: Ooh, ooh, Witchy Woman. She got the look in her eyes.
0: How long did it take you to come up with these?
1: Um, One... Uh, some of them came real quick. Once I sat down to just, do, uh, I had to kind of figure out which characters I wanted to do. Once I got uh, s- some of the pairings came like boom, boom, you know, and just super quick. But some of them, I had to decide who I wanted to do. Yeah. Plus I was only doing, you know, six. So.
0: All right. Um, who do I want to do next? Um, I have a po- oh, this, I th- I'll do this one next because I think you'll enjoy it. Orochimaru. He has a place where he um, tests, does uh, tests where he basically kills people and takes parts and does all this kind of stuff. I chose um, okay. Welcome to My Nightmare, Alice Cooper.
1: <laughs> nice. There you go.
0: Kind of looks like it, I think.
1: Yeah, that works. Yeah. The way you're describing him, I mean, he kind of sounds like a, like a Nazi doctor person
0: <laughs> um it's all about snakes and i don't know he's okay. a great character in the show he really well is.
1: the snakes that goes with alice as well mm-hmm. that's so, what i thought too
0: so just yeah. the whole shtick was perfect
1: nice i like it all right so my number two is kind of an obscure motu character uh she's from the there's a group called the snake men Mm -hmm. And um, her name is Lady Slither. And for her, I had to go with my favorite Nine Inch Nails song, Reptile. She has the blood of Reptile just underneath her skin. (laughs) What's her official name? Lady Slither. Lady Slither. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Now,
0: I know a lot of He-Man, but I don't know
1: her. That one's kind of
0: obscure. It is. Hmm. They might have to check that out now. Okay. Next up is um, one of my favorite characters. Actually, I actually have a tattoo. A couple things here. No, Nobody has a happy backstory in Naruto, by the way. Apparently. So, this, no, they do not. This is Gara. And um, he has a love, oh, it's over here, symbol on his forehead. Um, and it was to love oneself because his entire place turned on him because he has a spirit within him that they put in him. And then they all feared him, tried to kill him. And, uh, he manipulates sand, which is really cool. And so I chose for him, your favorite Fiona Apple and the song extraordinary machine, uh, be kind to me or treat me mean. Um, I'm an extraordinary or I'll make the most of it. I'm an extraordinary machine. And it actually has in the, uh, in the song, um, "I'm the baby of the family." It happens so everybody cares, and wear the sheep's clothes while they chaperone. Which is interesting because his own family tries to kill him. Oh. So um, okay. he's a terrible, evil character. And then Naruto, with his enthusiasm and positive outlook, turns him. So,
1: of course, why wouldn't he?
0: Why wouldn't he He'd get hits with the talk no jutsu? <laughs> there you go. All right. So
1: my number one. I had to go, you know, with the OG He-Man. Mm-hmm. And this one, I, I there are several different ways I could have gone. But I, at the end, I think this is the only real choice as the early 90s. I think it's early 90s. Yeah, pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Early 90s classic from the band Snap the Power. I've got the power. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. That's so good. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. You know, you know who you're missing friend. on this list. Who's that? Guess.
1: Well, I mean, there's several. I could like skeletor. I probably yes. could've, yeah, could've have skeletor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you better you know. find
0: one. You gotta find one. Post yeah. about it later. I'm gonna write it down and then you're gonna have to find one. <laughs> That's the way it has to work. Um, okay, just I'll just run through a couple really quickly um, because I had... <laughs> I just started rolling and I just started getting more and more and more. All right, Shikamaru. He is the smartest. He's uh, the planner, the guy who schemes and figures everything out. The song is Smarter Than You by The Undertones. It's a punk song from the early 80s, which is great. Um, I don't have... Uh, datera yet i'm going to they're coming out with the akatsuki ones now and the song is fired up from black label society because he likes to blow up everything he thinks blowing song. up things is art it is a great song and it fits him perfectly mm-hmm. so i was really excited about that um do i have any oh yeah jiraiya the pervy sage he's on the uh, the toad right there but um Uh, I chose Marathon from Rush. It's the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. He seems like he is around forever. He's with all these other people that create villains later, but then he's there for Naruto in the end. It's like quite the journey. So I thought Marathon fit him perfectly. Well, we're talking
1: about Pops. You can see kind of right there. That's Mm -hmm. my little He-Man on Battle Cat Pop. (laughs) And And Battle Battle Cat is flocked, so he's fuzzy.
0: What would a uh, Battle Cats theme song be? Uh, I don't know because. Do what are we doing? But,
1: yeah, <laughs> that's my guy.
0: So good. I have a. Uh, which one do I have? I have a big. Oh, I have a Skeletor Masters of the universe back there. Nice. Still waiting on that song, but you know.
1: Oh, yeah, got I a know. show to do. I'll yeah. I'll figure it out later.
0: Yeah, I had another one. Uh, it was Echo and the Bunnymen, uh, the puppet for sorcery, but his has not come out yet either. So okay, all right. Um, I think that's it for what I have. Oh, uh, and I had I kept going over Sasuke, trying to get him, but he's my least favorite character in the show. He's a whiny bee. I I don't like him. Um, <laughs> the, worst, the best I came up with was the anarchist from Rush, but um, I don't even want to talk about him. He all really, right. I he really just. I love that show. It's one of my favorites, but he grinds my gears. Big time. Okay. Man. I know. It's a thing. All right. Well, that concludes this challenge. Do you have a challenge for next week?
1: Uh not prepared, no. <laughs> Gosh. All right. I always forget about like issuing a challenge on the show. Mm-hmm.
0: We so, do have um, an album next week, I believe. An EP.
1: Yes. Very excited about that what would that be uh it's the band plush it is four very talented young ladies um they have a new ep coming out um the first single off of it is the cover of hearts barracuda which is kind of kind of how the band started because they did uh well we can get into that yeah. when we talk about it but,
0: but yeah that's yeah. what we're gonna i think there, is there six songs
1: something like that five EP? or six i think
0: yeah, so we'll be doing that EP next week. We'll definitely be doing Lester Bangs and then whatever Monday comes up with. So exciting. All right. We're hitting the Wayback Machine. I've noticed <laughs> everywhere we go. Um, like wait, 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 wait. Oh.
1: Before we do that, do you want to talk about flavor Flav and get that out of the way? Ooh,
0: flavor flav, yes. Flavor flav. The everywhere man. The every language man.
1: Holy cow. Yeah.
0: Did you listen to some of them?
1: I, I, Yeah, I flipped through a few of them. <laughs> it's very interesting.
0: So Flava <laughs> so Flav came up with a new song called The Everywhere Man. And he has literally appeared everywhere lately. He is all over the place. He's posting nonstop from wherever he goes. And um, he has a new song. He's been two years sober, two years no right. cigarettes. So he's Good like new release on life kind of thing. And uh, so he puts this song out, which is a fun... I mean, there's nothing like groundbreaking in it there's nothing deep it's just a great fun song
1: yeah it's fun it's yeah it's not i I, it's exactly kind of what i wrote down like it's not a great song but it's fun it's fine Mm -hmm. and i really enjoyed kind of chuck d being the hype man taking Mm -hmm. the hype man role and yeah so that's kind of cool
0: yeah that was fun but then i I was looking at i'm like oh my gosh look at all these remixes and then I'm like, oh, those aren't remixes. Those yeah. are in different 22 different languages. Yeah. And So my question was going to be, and I didn't look it up, did he sing them? Like somebody write those down and he sang them on those? Or did they use AI, take his voice, and have them processed into those different languages?
1: That's a good question. I don't know. Because it's, I mean, it's everything too. It's even Chuck's part at the beginning kind of. Yes, know, hyping it up, and then they kick into the song. So, I that's a good question. I don't know,
0: hmm. maybe need to look that up, but you guys definitely should check it out. It is a fun song. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything following it as far as any kind of album work goes. Yeah, because um, he's just been talking about this for a while, but the only thing that came out was Everywhere Man, which is the name of the song. And it's
1: also, we should also say that it borrows heavily from the Johnny Cash classic I've Been Everywhere. Yeah. So it's uh yeah, but it's yeah, it's fun. If you're uh you know, if you're a public enemy fan, if you like Flav, then definitely check it out. Flavor Flav.
0: Cause you don't know who he is. <laughs> and he had a show called Flavor of Love and a Girl Poops on the Stairs, which is Ugh,
1: <laughs> that show was a hot mess. It was awesome. Speaking of hot mess. <laughs>
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay, um, yeah, cool song. Speaking of cool songs, 1994 was pretty cool. So yeah, I was looking at these, and there were some that I was thinking, okay, Monday's probably going to bring those up, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I only brought up the ones that I definitely dug into quite me a bit too. during that time. Yeah, me so too. We'll see if we we cross over. If not, then we're going to share a bunch of different songs because there uh, was. That was awesome yeah
1: Yeah. there was one that i wrote down but then i looked i'm like what album is that from because the single came out in january of 94 but it was the album was from 93 so i kind of got rid of it but it was a depeche mode song
0: oh i I put it in there in your room yeah 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 Yeah. because it was released in in january of 94 the song was the
1: the single was single
0: yes and so i counted any single that was released in january okay so yeah
1: It's just from like, what is it? Songs of, is it Love and Devotion? So, and that came Mm -hmm. out in 93. So I just kind of, whatever. Uh,
0: I may have a couple other songs like that. Um, But as long as the single came out in 94 January, I counted it. Cool. So, all right. Well, I only came up with, oh, and the reason we did this is because you see a lot people doing the 30 years ago, this came out 40 years ago, this came out. Right. Um, So we started thinking about kicking off the new year. What happened 30 years ago? This is what we found. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, 1994, uh, well, in January of 1994, I was like 16 years old. So this is, you know, my sweet spot for music that I've been listening to for most of my life now. So, Mm. (laughs) you know, it's uh, all of them like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So (laughs) and then then after I was done, I was like, damn, I'm getting old.
0: (laughs) i was out of college yeah and uh, (laughs) when this this is my first year out so which it's all good and one of the albums that came out that month is one of my favorites well i should say i mean i have a lot of favorites but i love the record and it might be my favorite record by this band which we both like and it's alice and chains jar of flies came out in january and it was a little different It wasn't Mm -hmm. necessarily to be expected, but man, was it a gem. That was the
1: first one on my list. Um, Yeah. January 25th, 1994. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's more, what is it like? um, I have all these like ready to go, but um, it's a little more like acoustic, Mm -hmm. you know, for, for them. So. I don't know if that's why they did it as an EP or if it, they just kind of had all these ideas mm-hmm. and it, yeah, I don't, I don't know. They just, but um, it's only seven songs on the album. And of course uh, nutshell is, mm-hmm. I mean, man, when they did Unplugged, that was the song they started mm-hmm. with and good God. I mean, it's just amazing. And, um, but yeah, so much good stuff on here. It, mm-hmm. it, it's like uh, I Stay Away and No Excuses mm-hmm. were probably the biggest hits off of here. And, like I said, Nutshell, you know, with the MTV Unplugged, just so good. So good.
0: It did not I feel think... like an EP because it was so solid from beginning to end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, I Stay Away had that really cool, like, claymation video mm-hmm. that's just super fun and weird and awesome
0: <laughs> yeah i i loved um unplugged back in the day it was so good yeah. um i hear they still do it sometimes but i never see it i don't hear much about it yeah um so i don't know if it still exists or not let somebody let us know hmm. uh, it was just cool because you had your favorite bands they were unplugged and they were just sitting there playing and then they even had stuff like ll cool j unplugged, yeah which was so yep. cool because you're you know that's not typically something you think of being unplugged, so I think
1: uh Jay Z did one too, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, good I stuff. Don't... All right, so that was my first. It was your you had had that one as well, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your what was another one you had? Another album,
1: uh, another huge one for me was uh Tori Amos's second album, Under the Pink. Yep, uh, I had that dropped right at the end of the month mm-hmm. on the 31st of January, and I mean. When Little Earthquakes came out, it just absolutely blew me away. And I mean, I was at this time, like, I'm like full on, you know, baby metalhead and just all about the <laughs> hard and the heavy. And then she just rocked my world. And man, so and this also after Under the Pink came out, um, I ended up, I think both of the shows were in 1994, I saw her twice that year. Mm-hmm. So, I saw her at uh, IU Bloomington and mm-hmm. I saw her at the Mira in the theater and mm-hmm. holy crap, so good. And yeah. it, this is I I have to say like her current stuff, I'm not too up on, mm-hmm. but at this time like I was all about Tori. I yeah. had t-shirts i got like a a program from one of the concerts Mm -hmm. that had a forward from neil gaiman i had that was another thing that was cool (laughs) like that connection so you know i just yeah i i even had a, a necklace from that i got from her show and i was just all about tori amos
0: yeah and i i don't know if you put cornflake girl on is one of your songs but it was released in january of that year and that's one of the ones i put on here and the thing that i always think about that is that piano and she's just so good on the piano and it was such a cool song um and it was clever Mm -hmm. and um you know calling out fake girls and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so i thought that was amazing her voice is beautiful her writing is great piano is amazing so that was just killer all the way around. This
1: is, yeah, this is actually, there's some great videos from this out, uh, like Pretty Good Year. Uh, the song God, which I love. Uh, Pass the Mission, which also mm-hmm. has backing vocals from Trent Reznor. Um, uh, Cornflake Girl. I, I guess I didn't realize when I was looking into this, there's a US video and a UK video, oh. and they're just completely different. Oh, I didn't know that. They're not just slightly, they're completely different videos for no real reason, it seems like. So, but yeah.
0: All you need to know about Tori Amos is Trent Reznor and Neil Gaiman. Right. If you're keeping company like that, (laughs) you're all right. Yeah. Yeah, you know you're legit. So um, I only had one other album that I had mentioned here. And I didn't love the album, but I liked one of the songs on it. was Meat Puppets, Too High to Die. Okay. Um what did you have any more?
1: Uh yeah, I got a couple. I've never I never was a huge Meat Puppets fan. It's just a, one of those bands that passed me by, you know. Mm-hmm. But um uh prong Cleansing. I know. I it, didn't
0: put it, I knew you were going to, but I didn't I didn't listen out, to them in ninety four.
1: Oh <laughs> man. Came out New Year's Day, nineteen ninety four and you know anyone that listens to this show knows i love prong tommy victor's the man and this was kind of this was like their well no it's not their third album i think it might be their fourth album but um this is the first album where they kind of had a little bit of the industrial sound come in they had paul raven come in on bass from killing joke Uh, He's on this one and the next one, Rude Awakening, I believe. But this is also the time they had a fourth member come in who was a keyboardist whose name I don't remember. But he they had somebody on keyboards dropping in like little sound effects and, you know, weird grooves and stuff. So but yeah, absolute. Absolute amazing album And this is the one, I mean, you've got Whose Fist Is This Anyway, probably Their biggest song, Snap Your Finger Snap Your Neck Um, Some of my favorites are Cut Rate, Broken Peace Um, Yeah, just So good, so good Love it
0: I was looking here to see if they had listed Who The uh, Keyboardist was We'll look yeah, it had their
1: still had their uh their drummer, uh Ted Parsons. He was still with them, but then like uh
0: oh it says keyboards programmed by John Bechdel Bechtel, however you say it.
1: Yes, probably so. Bechtel, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes, okay. he he was with them on this one. I don't know if he carried over to the next album, but yeah, this was kind of their their industrial more industrial sounding mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome, awesome album.
0: Yeah, I almost put that, but I didn't listen to it in '94. I didn't come to yeah. appreciate them until knowing you. So oh, and it was I, all I about them. <laughs> Who else you got there in '94? Uh,
1: my other, my last album uh, would be Dogman from King's X. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's my absolute favorite King's X album. Uh, any huge King's X fans, I don't know if they would say that, but. This is the one that I always go back to. It's a little heavier, which, you know, mm-hmm. duh for me. But, um, man, just the the songwriting, always solid with King's X. And some of the guitar tones on this album are ridiculously heavy. And just the song, Dog Man, is insane. But, yeah, there's a um, really great song called Pretend. Um, black the sky is awesome sunshine rain human behavior is classic and i love they end the album with the cover of hendrix's manic depression mm. which if you can hear doug Pinnock's voice in your head mm. and just picture him singing jimmy hendrix mm. Mm, chef's kiss so good <laughs>
0: so yeah good. this was another one that i noticed but i didn't come to them until later so i did yeah. not put that yeah yeah Penny's great, and it just—I still—the fact that those guys haven't made any money or are still in debt just baffles me and is so infuriating. Yeah. At the same time, yeah. I, I just Insane. do not. I do not get it. Yep. Okay, so moving to songs from 1994. We already mine. I did have Cornflake Girl. We've already talked about that, so I'm going to sure. set that one aside. Did you have yep. that as one of yours or no? Uh,
1: I just included it with the album.
0: Okay. Very good. Um, Okay, I'll go with... um, Oh, and actually, I already mentioned uh, with the Meat Puppets, the song Backwater. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that Mm -hmm. may be their only big hit. I don't know. Okay. For me, that's one of those groups. There were other few um, early grunge bands that kind of just, like, for me, just kind of went like this. And Mm -hmm. and they're another one I never really, like, was like, yeah about them or anything. Yeah. okay and that was the one song that really stood out and so i put that one down gotcha um okay so my number one uh, or my not number one but my first one is cream by wu-tang oh yeah and, yes. and what is. groove and oh, yeah. it's so good wu-tang was awesome back in the day and yep. uh, <laughs> this was this one did come out in January uh, january 1994 yep. great yep. stuff
1: Even so, I was working at the Sam Goody record store in the mall with Mm -hmm. JPP Mm -hmm. in like, uh, I think it was maybe the winter of 98 or no, was it 98? I think it might have been winter in 97 or I don't know, sometime around then. But even then, we were still selling a ton of Wu-Tang, ton Mm -hmm. of Wu-Tang. So, but yeah, Cream cash rules everything around me mm-hmm. you know such a classic mm-hmm. song so good and man when enter the 36 chambers mm-hmm. dropped I, it just kind of changed the game
0: yeah and their logo is primo oh yeah there's some quality work on that one yep um. Uh, so uh my next one what is your next one sorry jump you there
1: um well staying with hip-hop i mean you got to
0: go with gin and juice from Snoop. got it that's on yep. mine as well
1: yeah it was
0: funny because there's one more rap song that i have on here and it's to think oh my gosh three of those came out in the same month is insane
1: yeah yeah, so I one of the funny things, uh that's funny. Simon and Garfunkel, did they drop anything in January of 94? <laughs> <laughs> I think they were too busy hating each other at that I'm point. I'm going
0: to answer for both of us. <laughs> they did not. <laughs> yeah, they had a period of years and years and years where they didn't yeah. like each other, so. Yeah.
1: But uh so with Snoop, the Gin and Juice, uh one of my Memories with that song I will never forget So like I said At this time I was 16 years old So I was still in high school We had a convocation That was Some kind of I don't know Like motivational speaker I guess I don't know <laughs> But uh, He did this thing uh, He was I think he was basically Talking about Trying to keep kids off, You know Drugs and alcohol And stuff And um, He uh You know crap like that but uh, <laughs> so he started talking about songs you know popular songs at the time and and he started he's like hey you know let me let me try something and he started singing the chorus from gin and juice and he stopped and like the whole crowd like finished it and it was kind of <laughs> it was kind of cool and funny but then mm. he, he's he's then he proceeded to tell us how horrible that song was, and how we were all horrible for liking it. And I'm like,
0: okay, buddy, I know not- I bought the CD, so uh. <laughs> I'm not sure this
1: is how you win kids over telling them that their music is terrible. But no. sure,
0: <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's brutal. And it was so good. Snoop was so refreshing. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that was a great CD. It was so listenable. I mean, there wasn't anything like, you know, I mean, most of the time back then, I'm listening to, like, Public Enemy and stuff. and It's got all these huge mm-hmm. messages. Snoop was the exact opposite, and that's oh, yeah. okay. And yeah. so was my next song, which was the Beastie Boys Sabotage came oh, out yeah. then as well. That's, that's amazing. On my list, dude. I figured it was, because yep. you can't ever go wrong with the Beastie Boys. Oh, man. Ever. So
1: that was is that uh, check your head? Right. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Or Yeah. So yeah, man, that album is just insane. There's so many great songs, but yes, the single for sabotage dropped kind of towards the end of the month, end of January. And God, I mean, the video is classic just with the, you know, they make it look like the seventies mm-hmm. cop show. Intro. get the mustaches and everything. Oh, man. <laughs> and the wigs. And it's so great. But what an awesome song. Plus, you know, it's a little bit of a departure for them. It's, you know, gets them back on their instruments. It's not just straight up hip hop. So kind of cool.
0: Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. Oh. Oh gosh. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs>
0: John Denver. Yeah, yeah. that's my favorite mug. Everybody should know it. Sunshine on my shoulders. There you go. All right. And John Denver, um, just so you know, does not appear on this list because he was not alive.
1: Yeah. 1994. He was gone already, right?
0: <laughs> yes. All right. What was your uh, next one?
1: That's it. That's pretty much all I got. I had the Depeche Mode one that I took off my list. So that was I didn't have I didn't have too many. I, I went through the list and. Like you, like I saw like kind of the meat puppets thing, you know, like I saw a couple that I'm like, eh, I mean, sure. But I wasn't like super into that. So I just kind of went with stuff that was really impactful for me.
0: Yeah. And so, oh, Denver died in 1997. Okay. Oh, here's the question. Did he have a song out in 1994? Please, listener, let us know. And Sabotage was actually from Ill Communication, so
1: that's yes
0: yeah okay i did have a couple more songs so um when i come around green day came out in january i don't love green day but there are a few songs that i i definitely can dig into
1: i don't remember seeing that one on the list i was looking at Mm -hmm. but yeah it's a great song i i enjoyed that Mm -hmm. song a lot i actually you know they're Put going on this massive tour with Smashing Pumpkins and all that stuff. And we looked into tickets to, I think Mm -hmm. Wrigley is the closest. Um, We were like, no way.
0: I was going to go until I learned that the pumpkins were a special guest and weren't going to play very much. Mm -hmm. So it was really a, it's going to be a green day show. And then they'll kind of be there to play a few. So at that point I was like, nah, if they were going to play their full set, I would have gone, but
1: yeah, we Green Day is one of those bands that the boys liked when they were younger. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, we we never got to take them to see them. So that's when they announced this tour. I'm like, ooh, that'd be cool. But yeah, there's no freaking way. It's <laughs> stupid, expensive. And we've been to Wrigley for a show one time and it was not a great experience. So Where did they...
0: Okay, so I've heard different things. So when I went there, they had the stage in the outfield, and it was wonderful. Where did they have the stage for you? I've heard they've also had it at home plate.
1: So we saw Fallout Boy. It was Fallout Boy, Rise Against MGK. Ugh. And uh, um, on this tour, Fallout Boy was doing... like They were having different openers that were kind of you know, regional to wherever they were. So at the Chicago show, fallout boys from Chicago. So it's kind of a hometown show for them and rise against was with them because they're from Chicago. So I was excited to see rise against, uh, and the stage was at home plate because we were sitting. So we would have been sitting kind of catty corner from first base. And it, they had speakers like out in the outfield kind of closer to us and they weren't really working that well. I don't, so the sound was not great and it was so cold and where we were sitting, we were sitting on like the lower level of bleachers and the balcony mm-hmm. was above us. Right. And I mean, it was just a wind tunnel the entire time. just. Mm. Through- cold wind blowing in our face the whole show it was awful but uh you know it, they they tried fallout boy actually put on a good show but it just yeah it wasn't a great experience
0: yeah when we saw them uh, we saw pearl jam there and they were in the outfield mm-hmm. and so we were down the first baseline great seats it was wonderful i mean the sound was fantastic maybe it was because it was blowing right back into the the bleachers where the whole you know structure right. is and maybe it just caught all the the volume and everything but it was it was awesome i loved it it was a great experience i would definitely go back um i just i'm not going to go back and pay a lot of money for right i don't want to pay that much for green day right <laughs> so yeah. and, and not to say anything bad about green day because i like them but just not that much yeah sure um i had one other song and i know you probably do not like this band um but it was uh, a band that i saw in bloomington when i was at iu at the memorial union so it was basically okay. just a little room um probably a quarter the size of the egyptian room and so okay. they're just standing on the floor playing and we're all huddled around it was amazing it's live okay i'm um, sure. great singer mm-hmm. the song is the dam at otter creek off of uh, throwing copper and it's a cool song i mean it's a personal song because it's about a tragedy that happened near their hometown Uh, But there's kind of a cool story where they he walks into the studio and the guitarist is playing and he really digs this vibe he's got going with this, you know, whatever his riff is. And he starts singing over it. And then the other ones kind of join in. So this song happened completely organically. And I don't know if you know this song, but it really builds and just kind of explodes. It is a really cool song. And I, those two first albums are awesome. After that, they kind of fell off for me, but. I would definitely tell anybody to listen to mental jewelry and throwing copper. Those are. Yeah.
1: I remember when they came out, like, you know, I'm not too familiar with them other than like the hits, you know, (laughs) radio, radio songs. Um, I remember when they came out, JPP was pretty into them. Like for some reason, I don't, I don't, I don't know why, but uh, he'd have to ask him, but Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember him being kind of into them, and I just never, I was like, mm, you know, I, I liked the radio stuff, but it's not, not a band I felt the need to go super deep on.
0: Yeah, I get it. They're, I just feel like they're really smart. The lyrics mm-hmm. were great. Energy was awesome. Yeah. So good stuff. But that song is one that I would definitely, if anybody's interested in listening to them, check that out because it is, uh, it's a wonderful song. And I think that's all. And then I guess one other one was What's the Frequency? Kenneth from R.E.M. came out that month. Pretty yep. decent song. Yeah. I don't go back to it ever, but it was, I don't, it was okay. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. R.E.M. is not... That's another one. Like It's mostly the radio stuff for me, other than... Which I can't even remember the name of it. The only R.E.M. album that I've ever actually owned was the album that had Losing My Religion on it. Mm. <laughs> and I listened to that quite a bit when it first came out but yeah i you know i like the stuff definitely.
0: right before that with superman mm-hmm. and all those that was uh that was good i mean i don't dislike any of their stuff i think sure they are very listenable mm-hmm. i just don't go back to them a lot but yeah. if they come on the radio i wouldn't turn it off if that yeah. makes any sense sure all right well my friend anything else from 1994 um, no, not
1: really. Like I, it, that was pretty cool. January of 94 I had some, had some good stuff. A lot of stuff that I still listen to regularly.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're going to have to do this like randomly, just every once in a while pop mm-hmm. in a month and see what, what came out during that time. Yep. It was a good month. There was, if you think about singles being released, that was a pretty good month for singles. Yeah. So, all right. I, there was a good sweet spot in there too, between about 1988 and 19, 19- 96, 7, mm-hmm. there was a lot of good stuff that came out and yep. a lot of different genres too were really hitting hard.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. There's, yes, there's a lot of that time. So let's see, 88 to 96 was probably, I mean, you're really getting into kind of the heart of me, the earlier end of that spectrum, me definitely finding my own music and uh you know starting to get into the heavier stuff with like ozzy and guns and roses and just kind of going on from there you know metallica and whatever Mm -hmm. but um yeah that's uh yeah a lot of good stuff
0: yeah i always kind of think back is it because we were in the right spot that it seemed like more stuff was coming out and it was more interesting because Think about the people that came out during that time. If they didn't die, they are still popular and doing it today Mm -hmm. and and are almost as loved as they were back then or selling out as much as they were back then. It seems like now there just aren't as many people unless it's just straight up pop, which pop is always sold pop. But as far as outside of the pop genre, am I just seeing that through rose colored glasses or is there something to that?
1: You know, the, I think every generation or, you know, I mean, you could even say every person, of course, they kind of, the the music that they loved when they were young, nothing will ever be as good as that. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know what I mean? So to, to your ear, like nothing will ever be as good as the music you loved when you were young. That's just, I don't, for some reason that's, you know, I think our young minds are more impressionable and stuff gets in there. And if you are a music fan, it sticks with you or whatever. Even if you're kind of a casual music fan, the stuff you heard on the radio, like the big hits, you know, you hear that come on now, like 30 years later. And you're like, oh, I love this song, you know. So there's that. But part of what you mentioned, too, I have thought about before. It's like, you know, I think about the music that my dad loved and you know when he was a kid when he was like 13 years old or so that's when the beatles were first hitting and he's mm-hmm. a lifelong beatles fan you know and just all of that stuff and it's the same goes for him like the music that he loved when he was young he always loved so i
0: think I it's know, but it's still but you think you know, about that it's like beatles and, and then the stones and, and Zeppelin. And, the, and you know, so it's just like The Who, just one band after another who has mm-hmm. stood the test of time came out. Yeah. I don't know that we have that now.
1: Uh, well, And yeah. I'm not saying, but, but for know. me,
0: because I do like, like uh and I know you hate Nothing But Thieves, but I love them. They're one of my favorite bands. That's new. <laughs> NF. That's new. I love it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I am very open to new music. It's just, I, I just don't know if you look across the board, if you're going to see these groups yeah. be what, what the Zeppelins and Stones and sure. who and all those bands were in the back then. Yeah, maybe I can't also.
1: I mean, I also part of that also is how we are exposed to things because that you know the old the old grandpa, they, oh we had three channels and it was radio <laughs> and, blah, 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 and you know whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's true. It's really mm-hmm. true. You know, if something happened on TV millions of people saw it because you only had three channels to look at it's not it it was you know it's much more specialized now like you almost have to find stuff Mm -hmm. you know there are shows that win awards there's people that become quote-unquote celebrities and like I don't know who that is. I've never seen that show. I've never heard of that. And because it's on a streaming service that I don't have. Right. So it's not, it's a lot more specialized now, I feel like. So there is stuff, stuff that breaks through and becomes just mega popular and, you know, you can't get away from it. But I think that stuff is, you know, few and far between much more so than it used to be.
0: And will it be influential 20 years from now? Right. Will people still, you know, like now people could still be back and be like, yeah, I was inspired, you know, by Jimmy Page. Are there anybody that, that comes out now that 20 years from now people would be like, yeah, I was looking back, you know. Right. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. kind of an interesting thought. I just, especially because we like rock and things like that. Mm-hmm. It is not as popular as it used to be, I don't think. Didn't right. feel like it anyway.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think... As far as live music goes, it might be, but as far as whatever you want to substitute for record sales, I mean, that is definitely the, the pop and hip hop game. So, yeah. and country, apparently
0: pop country,
1: <laughs> pop country. Yes.
0: Yeah, I know. We're going to do a show on this. We're going to re- actually do real research. We're going to do a show on this. <laughs> it really does just kind of baffle me sometimes because I was thinking the other day, the Grammys are coming out, and I'm thinking, oh, a show that I can watch and not know anybody. Sure. I mean, we spend every week talking about music, and we mm-hmm. won't know hardly anybody on that show. Yeah. Or care too. You know, I don't know. Old well, men, I guess.
1: I mean, we're talking about music from thirty years ago, so
0: <laughs> but we talk about new stuff all the time and Me we too. try we just mentioned saying we sugabog on the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> oh okay. Well, anyway, do you have anything else for us tonight?
1: I don't I don't. <laughs> I, don't. I really just you know, I just keep thinking about how much money or home repairs are going to cost. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you this though. I think next week um, we're going to do plush, but I think we ought to do a double header and talk a little bit about Holy Wars um, and oh, their man. recent videos because um, Kat is killing it. She's a friend of the show and man, people need to be paying attention to that. So let's add that mm-hmm. to the next week's show. Sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I have no problem with that. Their, their music they're putting out now is so good so good
0: yeah absolutely so next week we're gonna have lester bangs we're gonna have plush we're gonna have holy wars and whatever mr Mundy comes up with for a challenge hopefully we'll have tea it. bags back on the show and also we will find out what skeletor's theme song will be <laughs> and i'm holding him to it sound good sure all right where can we find you if we want to find you on social media
1: uh, best place is just Instagram. It's my handle on the show here, Metalhead Monday at Metalhead Monday.
0: Awesome! All right, you can find me, Foggy's Pal. I'm over there at Twitter on Instagram, and um, I'm also writing over at Wanderings and Woolgathering.com. You can find all kinds of cool stuff there, especially if you're a Spider Man fan right now, <laughs> because it seems like there are a million Spider Man books, and I've been sucked in. So I can write these uh, reviews (laughs) with Glenn from Ireland. Good friend. I
1: feel like there's always a million Spider-Man books out.
0: I will say though, the new ultimate Spider-Man book. Mm -hmm. Wow. What a book. Is it good? Oh my gosh. It was so good. And that art is brilliant. Marco Cachetta is Cicchetto, however you say his name. I'm not even sure, but he is fantastic. He used to do a lot of Daredevil and he's teamed up again Mm -hmm. with Matt Hollingsworth on colors. Oh, he's awesome. Oh my god, his art yeah. is just primo. You should get this book just for that. Um I'm just going to say like it's, you know, I used to read the Ultimate Universe. I read all the Ultimate Spider-Man's. Well, they destroyed it when they did Ultimatum. That was mm-hmm. the worst. It was awful. So I stopped paying attention. Well, they just had a mini series and so when I went into the first Ultimate Spider-Man, I thought, "Man, am I going to be lost?" It does not jump into the story much. It builds all the characters for most of the issue. It's it's really heavy on dialogue. It is so good. I would recommend that book to anyone. Aren't exactly. you glad
1: that you have a friend who is at the comic shop and was like, hey, do you want this in your folder?
0: <laughs> As a matter of fact, my friend, I was. <laughs> and it is so good. And we did, there's a review of it at wanderingsandwoolgathering.com. So check nice. that out. We both ended up loving it. We gave it five web shooters. and um. I even put little web shooters on there as a graphic. So it's very exciting. <laughs> nerd. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. <laughs> All right. You can find Wanderings Wool Gathering on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, CastBox, and SoundCloud. Wait a minute. CastBox is gone, right? No. Uh, uh, Stitcher is gone. Stitcher is gone. All right. So you can still find us at Apple Music, Spotify, CastBox, and SoundCloud. And you can find uh, album, movie, TV, and comics reviews at wanderingswoolgathering.com. See you next week for episode 165 for Plush, Holy Wars, Lester Bangs, and a challenge. We will see you then.